to a special episode of Friends of Film, a podcast discussing some news and theatrical releases. On this episode, we're going to preview Thor Ragnarok. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes by searching Friends of Film. As always, I'm your host, Grip Hood. Once again, joined by my very excited co-host, Josh Straley. Woo! I'm amped right now. Uh, we're taping this the night of Ohio State's comeback win against Penn State, and I'm just, I'm, I am excited about that but actually i'm probably even more excited though about thor really yes because you were you were you were jumping up and down you're screaming <laughs> uh you're pretty energetic about your comeback i was i was having to follow it on the app so uh, yeah uh i i am i'm, I'm equal how about okay. that that's, okay that seems fair all right i great. hope you got to be you got to be just as cheerful jumping up and down and going crazy during the preview then uh to, to match <laughs> your level of enthusiasm for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I don't know how it'll translate to podcast, but we'll see how we'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, once we get into uh, you know video eventually, maybe one day, then they'll be able to see how enthusiastic you are. It'll bleed or better. Yeah. But uh, for now, it's just the audio as usual, and we're going to do a preview of Thor Ragnarok, the seventeenth installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Ooh. third Thor movie. This one, directed by. Taiguatiti. It's got all your usual favorites from the Thor franchise: Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, um, Anthony Hopkins, Idris Elba. But it's also got some uh, pretty good new faces as well: with Tess Thompson, Kate Blanchett, Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. and Carl Urban. Plus, yes, a cameo from another MCU hero, which I don't believe is a spoiler. If you watched, uh, what movie was it? Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. It was featured at the post credits yeah. there. That Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch. Yes, <laughs> Cumberbatch. Yeah, I mean it's a comeback for Cumberbatch. Uh, he is coming back to the role of Doctor Strange for the second time, and some unknown capacity. We'll discuss that eventually. But this is just the episode where we kind of talk about why we're excited for Thor Ragnarok, why you should be as well. And uh, you guys will have a couple of days to listen to this before if you've seen it opening night. A couple extra days if you're seeing it opening weekend, and if you're waiting even longer, then you'll have even more time. But really. You should be pretty excited about this one. Yeah. You, so, <laughs> if you're waiting that too long, then you don't seem that excited yeah. to, you know, enough to even listen to this. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Unless you're listening to this to for us to convince you to go see Thor Ragnarok, which if that's the case, then Let us do hopefully so. we do a good job yeah. and make it sound as appealing as possible. But Josh, why are you just kind of overall excited for Thor Ragnarok? What are you expecting? All right. So I still get into the Marvel movies with as much enthusiasm as I can muster. All right. <laughs> like, like, and here, that's Sounds not a like, bad thing. You're like, oh, I guess I'll see these. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I'm, I'm invested into the series. I'm going to see every film. Uh, but it's been a long time now. So when each movie comes around, I get ready to throw myself into this one. But when I heard the name and the, the title description, I'm like, oh, maybe they're finally going to do something of substance in Thor with mm-hmm. Ragnarok. The world's going to end because the title got announced back when like Avengers 2 and something like that, you know? Yeah, back in 2015? Yeah, it, been, it seems like forever ago. Yeah. But then you got super excited about this movie uh-huh. and during the process of the podcast and Taika Waititi was the name that came up. Yep. And yeah, you, you you went out and you saw Hunt for the Wilder People, yeah. what we do in the shadows. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> but then six months ago, probably, is when I got to what we do in the shadows. And it's basically the office of vampires. Yeah. And it is so funny. And then I finally got to what we did for Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. And it is so good. So I'm so ready for this Thor movie to be like that. But it's it's really Cooper. It's the cast. Okay. Uh, 
mainly because Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Hopkins. I love that man. Idris Elba. I love that man. But I had been complaining to you on this podcast for two years yes. that the only movie that Jeff Goldblum has been in that we got to review was Alien Research. Not Alien. Yeah, Independence Day. Independence Day Resurgence. I love to and see he, that crossover. <laughs> was, I would too. Probably. Oh, that might actually make it worse. I don't know. But I was so upset that Jeff Goldblum. Was just in like a terrible movie, and that's all we had been in. I was like, maybe he can be in Star Wars or the MC. I don't know if I actually said MCU, but I said I'd love to see him in Star Wars. I remember we talked about. He was like, oh, I've had a conversation about something. Yeah, we were like, oh, I hope it's Marvel. Mm-hmm. And then like the next day, Jeff Goldblum, bam, yeah. as the zany grandmaster. Yes, and add Tessa Thompson, who. A, been first exposed to with the creed film where she just absolutely crushed it and then all of that kind of just coalesced into a action-packed film with chris hemsworth tom hiddleston and kate blanchett uh that's what gets me excited for this mm-hmm. the everyone in this film is a plus um and it just so happens to be in a series of films that are entertaining yeah that's that's me but what about you? Well, as if you've listened to the podcast ever or talked to me ever sure. or had any interaction with me ever, you know I'm a pretty big Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I didn't grow up reading the Marvel comics uh, or any of that kind of stuff, but I was always aware of these characters to a certain degree. But then Iron Man just kind of you know, broke my brain and let everything flood in that I thought sure. I'd been missing for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've fallen in love with this cinematic universe ever since. So there is maybe a little bit of a Marvel bias in my brain and my, uh, in my anticipation of this movie, because I genuinely think that Marvel hasn't made a bad movie. Okay. I think all yeah. the movies are enjoyable to various levels. Um, and probably the weakest of that bunch has been the Thor movies. Yeah. Um, I think the first Thor movie, it's still a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Fish out of water. It's got a good cast. Um, Thor two less so, uh, even though they tried to go a little bit bigger. Uh, Malekith isn't the greatest villain. It seems like Natalie Portman didn't really want to be there because uh, she didn't. And <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but there's still there's still redeeming elements to that movie uh, that I still enjoyed it. But this is the one that looks like I've been kind of wanting, even though I didn't know I wanted it. Yeah. When we get the name Taika Waititi directing it. Mm-hmm. We get the word that, you know, Kate Blanchett is going to play the villainous Hela and be the first MCU lead female villain. You're like, okay, that's cool. And then right. you see, well, you remember Creed? Well, here we got Tessa Thompson coming yes. over to be this really awesome warrior. We're getting Carl Urban. We're getting uh, Jeff Goldblum. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to see a little bit of Dr. Strange in some capacity. And we're still going to bring back all the characters you already know and love. That's that sounded great. I'm like, okay, I'm in. And then we see the marketing for this, and it's wild, it's crazy, it's bright, it's funny, and maybe a little bit zany, a little over the top. But it looks like that's exactly what Thor needed. Yeah. Uh, it looks like this is going to be easily the best Thor movie uh, in my. I, I can't imagine it not being honestly. Uh, it looks like it is just hysterical based on Mm -hmm. just the previews, uh, even the early reactions to the movie. I think it's currently the highest reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes in terms of not overall, but comic book movie. Um, So even being out like dark Knight or like the old supermans and stuff, which is wild. Yeah, like it is, but I think it's because it is such a 
comedic take that it's it's i feel like this movie is going for just to have a good time at the theater which is really what taika if you if you listen to his interviews or all he's like people will fight back with him on twitter be like man how come you couldn't do a serious take on ragnarok this is like a hard-hitting story about the end of the world and he's like yeah you're right because the world's so funny already (laughs) that we shouldn't try to make light of things it's like you're right like the Mm -hmm. world isn't the greatest uh there's a lot of things wrong with it but thor looks like the the romp we've needed i feel like there hasn't been a great comedy this year and i think thor ragnarok could come out being the best comedy uh yeah so far i mean maybe there's some sneaker there's sneaker uh secret hit coming in the last couple months of the year but i think this is going to be super fun the best thor film right absolutely like listen i will say this i don't like the thor movies okay the first one is too dramatic Uh, even even in the shadow of iron man uh and captain america it's you know it is what it is this looks like the antithesis to that movie because like i'm thinking about the slow motion in the rain thor tries to pull the hammer and realizes he's not worthy at the moment like i think of that and then i look at all of this and i see how lighthearted it is Mm -hmm. and it just makes me go oh different but not Guardians of the Galaxy different mm-hmm. where that's it's James Gunn built those characters to be who they were. Mm-hmm. This this looks like something like turning it on its head. Yeah. And I'm just so stoked after seeing Chris Hemsworth last year or was it this year in Ghostbusters? It was last year. It was last year in Ghostbusters be um one of the most delightful little side parts of the <laughs> Absolutely. film. Absolutely. Uh and then to see him finally embrace that here and what with whatever else Tigwas got cooked up um i'm very very excited for it yeah well, i mean on our actual episode of the podcast this week the big question was what franchise reboot slash revivals we want to see and this very much feels like a reboot slash revival for thor where mm-hmm. they're like okay there's many people like you who don't like the Thor movies and there's, yeah. but there's still people like me who can find semblance of good in them, even though they're not the greatest movies ever. Yeah. Like they're definitely the lower tier of Marvel movies, but so they're like, okay, so we got, we have to do something different because mm-hmm. audiences aren't responding to them. The, the highest grossing film, of this franchise is Thor two. And it made like six sixty worldwide, which is good. Right. It's, it's good brilliant. money, but you know, you're looking at, you know, Every other like Marvel sequels do, doing like seven fifty eight hundred, and when you get to third movies, Iron Man three, one point three billion. Yeah, we're Captain America three, an- another one point three one point two billion. Mm-hmm. So I mean, money wise, Thor has a lot to live up to to meet yes. those standards. I don't think it'll get there necessarily, but I don't think it has to. It's gonna I make think, a good end run. But I think, but I think, if anything, it may have the most repeat viewing value of any Marvel movie, maybe outside of Avengers because of the spectacle nature of that at the time it came out. Yeah. This one looks like such a good time, like something you could take anybody to and they will enjoy it because they're going to laugh and it's going to be this big, crazy adventure with characters they know Mm -hmm. that you're going to come out of it being like, I just enjoyed it. Right. Like maybe there are flaws. Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there are Mm -hmm. no movie or hardly many movies are perfect. Right. But if you enjoy them enough, then you can overlook a lot of those flaws. And I think that will probably be the case for a lot of people with Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing about, and the thing too is like, I will say the one bright point of the Thor movies has been 
Tom Hiddleston and Chris Hemsworth and Anthony Hopkins Odin. Yeah. Just that that trifecta, the family arc, the familial arc that these those first two movies have had, Avengers as well, which I think was a really bright point of Avengers is it still continues that mm-hmm. that storyline. Yeah. And now to finally see so Taika who's done family uh twice i mean really mm-hmm. what we do in the shadows is somewhat that yeah. same way uh hunt for the wilder people exactly what that is a misfit group of people yeah. you know and so he's perfect for that and he's perfect for i don't know just being able to connect with anybody whether it's through the action or through the comedy mm-hmm. which is what made guardians so great because even if you didn't understand why there's a talking tree, he was being funny. <laughs> so right. you're all about it. Especially the same thing with Rocket. Uh, and then, yeah, this is another point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where fans of that are going to have that to connect to. And there's there's a big fire beast thing in this right, yeah. <laughs> eventually. So there's something for everybody. And mm-hmm. I'm expecting to be kind of thrilled by it. So Yeah. So that, those are kind of our overall expectations. Clearly, we are both excited for it um but in terms of the story what are you kind of expecting to see how it plays out i i don't do not know? know the editing like, you know the trailers have been kind of they've kept everything condensed we haven't seen a lot of everything other than some very close-up shots of people in action so there's there's not a lot to go on for climax. Yeah. But it looks like the opening is going to be something to do with Thor getting his hammer broken and Hela taking her rightful, not rightful place, but taking over Asgard or wiping out Asgard. Mm-hmm. So that's all I know about. They have to go find Odin sometime in the film, but then Thor will eventually be captured. And then yeah. that's where the fun starts. And then that lead that builds up to some kind of epic final battle with Hela and Tessa Thompson on a Pegasus, like mm-hmm. chopping her to pieces or something. I think, like I think that? that's a flashback. Okay. Personally, but that's just a theory. There better be a Pegasus knight in this thing. Oh, or else I yeah. will be ticked. I mean, you're going to get him in that show in that shot, whether it's the final battle or if it's a flashback or whatever. Yeah. But something current would be appreciated too. Sure. That way she's got it geared up for like infinity war or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, I, I'll be honest. I've been had a, have a hard time thinking about this plot and you do way better. <laughs> I love building off of the things that you say. Okay. Lay out some kind of plot for me. Okay. Here. Well, do I, I won't get too specific because sure. I was talking to Colton, who's a frequent visitor to the podcast. Uh, and he was telling me, he's like, you know, I don't listen to your previews all that often. And I don't know if I want to be on them <laughs> because you're pretty right about most of the stuff. On point too much. Um, so <laughs> my accuracy is too good. I'm the Hawkeye of predicting uh, <laughs> movies, apparently. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay off a little bit in terms of going into beat by beat how I think this movie's gonna okay. play out. But more gen- uh, generally, I think you have it pretty much lined up where it's gonna start. Thor is back on Asgard. He figures out Loki's taken over and that he's been playing odin for the last couple of years he finally figures it out and then him and loki get into it but little does thor know loki's actually called hella in to do something or he's let her free or whatever and hella uses this opportunity to take over asgard thor and loki escape because they're like oh gosh well now that hella's here we need odin they go to earth um hella eventually finds them there breaks the hammer 
Thor gets banished to um, Sakaar, and that's where he meets up with. Uh, that's where Valkyrie captures him. That's where he battles Hulk. He becomes part of the Grandmasters games. And uh, then, you know, eventually after the big brawl that we're all looking forward to, we get to see Thor and Hulk reunited, being buds once again, and uh, the Muscle Bros. We yeah. can call them that since they're science bros. They can be the Muscle Bros. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, I like it. And we get to see the Muscle Bros team back up. And somewhere along the way, they break off Sakaar, they get they get they break free, Valkyrie joins the team, looks like Loki does as well, and they go on maybe some galactic adventures trying to figure out how they're gonna stop Hela, and then it all ends on Asgard with um the giant wolf coming to attack Hulk and Valkyrie going at Hela and her warriors and Loki's okay. there as well, and Thor's battling for the throne. And then the only thing I don't know is Searcher. The big giant fire god. Yeah. I don't know where he factors in. <laughs> it's a big mystery, which I st- which I love because even me, somebody who has tried to figure this out just out of the pure fun of it, right? Because even though I don't, I don't want to know how it's going to happen, it's just mm-hmm. fun to theorize. Be like, all right, so I think this means this. I think this connects to this. I still don't know where Searcher fits in because we see him battling Hulk, which lends me to believe that he arrives <laughs> yeah. to Asgard, which could work because. The Ragnarok storyline is the end of days, and mm-hmm. in that storyline in the comics, Asgard is destroyed. So maybe Hela's final <laughs> kind of right. hope is she's like, Searcher? And Searcher comes and destroys everything and mm. sets both of those characters off on their paths towards Infinity War. But uh, I think there's still a lot of this plot that we uh, that we don't know. And I've I've heard there are big reveals, big big twists potentially i don't know what those are um apparently you want to stay away from variety's review of this movie because it spoils it in the first graph um so be careful if you are if you're interested in looking at reviews because apparently there's some surprises out there and uh i'm interested to find out what those are uh and i and i did some looking through i mean i did the imdb cast kind of like surf through that there's also some surprising actors names in there as well that i didn't expect to see yeah there's, Uh, there's one that I'm I'm so stoked for. I know how it plays out, um, but potentially. But I don't want to spoil who it is or how it happens. But if the description I've heard is correct, uh, it's going to be an epic scene that a lot of people are going to love. Yeah, it's out. It, well, I haven't read any descriptions or anything, but yeah, there's there seems looks like there's some delightful surprises. Yes. Uh, that Taika put up his sleeve. So yeah, uh, a thousand percent agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't mean nothing sounded off base to me. Okay. Let's do it. Perfect. Um, so that brings us to the characters. That's why as much as we're going here for the spectacle of it all, uh, we are somewhat attached to many of these characters and mm-hmm. we are looking forward to be hopefully attached and intrigued by many of the other ones. But this is first and foremost Thor's movie. It's the third Thor movie. It's the fifth appearance by Chris Hemsworth as the character. And, I think this is going to be his best one yet. I think it's he, yeah. he gets to go into the comedic stuff that he's been kind of chopping at the bit to go with that angle with Thor. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's still going to be plenty of great action moments. He's going to have the wit, the action. Uh, I don't know what else he's got up his sleeve. I mean, like I said, he doesn't have any sleeves. He's right. always sleeveless off those, those arms. But I, I don't know. I, I'm just interested to see where Thor goes, how it sets him up. Right. I have theories on how it's going to end and make Thor um, 
a bigger factor as we move forward, but I will leave those to the spoiler section of our review. Sure. Uh, I Thor's the most boring Marvel hero. <laughs> he has, oh, he has been, it was funny to be fish out of water with him because he just kind of knew his own world. Thor two. It was, Oh, Thor's on his own turf and he gets to be buddy, buddy with his, um, the magnificent seven, the warriors three, the warriors three. Yes. Uh, which is great. And then he got to like be in the know. He was on his turf that time around. But Thor doesn't move anyway. He just kind of does. And it looks like Thor is actually going to have to do some kind of contemplating. Mm-hmm. Or it looks like he's he's got a character. Yeah. And then that's what it looks like in these trailers. That's what I know Taika, or at least what I've, I would think Taika had probably given to him since he is the lead. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I'm ready to see some maybe some reflection upon the like the last three films and like mm-hmm. how has Thor gotten to this point because it seems to be the his final standalone film. I would assume so. Yeah, I mean if Iron Man hasn't only gotten three, maybe they're <laughs> waiting for Phase Four. Perhaps. So I'm ready to see Thor filled out, other than just oh I'm going to be king someday, but not yet. Yeah, because he, he passes it up on it. Twice now, yeah, three times. So let's let's get to that. <laughs> I uh, think we will. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm hoping for. And then, yeah, like you said, Chris Hemsworth has dabbled in comedy now, and hopefully, this is a breakout for him. And yeah, next thing you absolutely. know, him and Steve Carell are doing a buddy movie. And Ooh, I'd love that. We'll go for there. Oh yeah, that'd be great. I don't know. I don't know what it would be, but Steve Carell and anything is excellence. Got to rip him off of the, his Oscar. Yeah, no. even though it, his movie Last Flag Flying looks like a looks like a hit potentially for him, so we'll have to find out. But uh, the other main character of this movie is the co-star, the one that can't technically and legally get a solo movie of his own anymore in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That being Hulk, we got Mark Ruffalo making what will be his third appearance as the character, and I am interested to find out how much screen time he actually has in the movie. Because I would assume he's in it for three-fourths of the movie, at least. But I could also maybe see, you know, maybe Thor's journey to Sakaar takes a little longer than I'm anticipating. And we only get Hulk for half the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's how he can be in Thor Ragnarok. I don't know what the legal logistics of it all is in terms of if he has a screen time cap or whatever. But yeah, um, I'm interested to see Hulk evolve. He is He can talk. Like a baby, right? He he can speak a little bit now. Mm-hmm. I want to see what that results in. We've seen the comedic stuff between Ruffalo and Hemsworth. Been like, wait, what happened? We had a fight. Did yeah. I win? And Hemsworth goes, Nope, I won. He's like, Are you sure? That doesn't <laughs> seem very likely. Uh, like I want to see that kind of stuff played up between them. I want to see the bromance mm-hmm. um, go full on with Bruce Banner and Thor. And I I think we're gonna get most of that. I'm interested to find out more of how Thor got to Sakaar, figure out as they piece together what's happened after Avengers Age of Ultron, figure out why um, he's you know become smarter as the Hulk is because he hasn't changed to, to Bruce Banner in like three or four years or is yeah. because Hulk has just naturally gotten smarter the more that Ruffalo has transformed into the character. Um, and I'd be just visually, it looks like it looks like a different and improved visual style for him. Mm-hmm. So, I think there's a lot of positives for Hulk, and he's obviously going to get, uh, I mean, 
three or four standout action sequences. So it's oh, going to be great. Yeah. So, you know, at the bare minimum. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get Sakaar battle, the battle with uh, Fenris Wolf. Um, His dive the, bomb into Surtur. Yeah, Surtur. And then we'll probably have something epic to do in the breakout of Sakaar, I would yeah, assume. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, listen, Mark Ruffalo left us in a dark place with Hulk uh, at the end of Avengers 2. And his his entire arc in that film bugged me because just, I don't know, the pieces just didn't fit between him and Black, Black Widow, Widow at all. Uh, whatever the case was. And then his ending was just so unsatisfying. It was sad. Mm-hmm. And it, he looks like he's making a grand return. Um, and how the Russos are probably going to have to deal with the fallout from all of this. But Mark Ruffalo... Play has never has, hasn't got a chance to play a fun character in a while. Yeah, and he he does it well. He he's, the guy is just he's very buoyant, mm-hmm. and it looks like he gets to have those moments back as he tries to piece together what he's done over the last three years, um, two years. He's been well. How, since how, Hulk's how, been gone since Hulk's been gone. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Yeah, but he's been Hulk. The, time, for a, the, whole, the MCU timeline's all messed up. Yeah. And we had to figure out how long it's been. But he's been Hulk for a while, and he doesn't seem like he has a really good recollection of everything that has happened yeah. while he's been Hulk. So, him trying to, like, you know, the dude, where's my car <laughs> type, you know, during on this intergalactic adventure is going to be fun. And um, I'm excited to see what Ruffalo's got to, you know, make us more, give us a little bit better dynamic yeah. uh, with Bruce Banner. Yeah, so the other uh, character we have returning would be Tom Hiddleston as mm-hmm. Loki. This will be his fourth appearance, I believe, as the character. You got both yep. Avengers, or not both Avengers. One both, Avenger. Both Thor's first Avengers. Yep. Now this. And I think this is going to be an interesting one for Loki because, um, spoiler alert, if you have not paid attention to Infinity War stuff, but he is featured on the poster. He's part of the cast from Infinity War, so he is going to make it out of Thor Ragnarok. Uh, which isn't a huge surprise necessarily, but I'm sure there's people who probably may, who may not know that, but um, he's not going anywhere. And in Infinity War, I don't know what side he's going to be on. I don't know if he's going to be with the heroes and fighting off Thanos or if he's going to run back to Thanos and kneel at his feet and be like, here's the Tesseract I promised you yeah. <laughs> seven years ago. <laughs> Sorry it took so long. <laughs> I, I finally got it. Uh, or like, whatever happens. So, like, I'm interested to see what Loki's arc is because... He has been playing as Odin for all these years, but if Thor's just finding out, that would lead me to assume that he's been doing a decent job, that he's not right. like, well, I'm Odin now, but I'm just going to screw over Asgard and make the, make the galaxy terrible. Like It seems like he, he finally gets his chance to be the ruler he's wanted, and he's taking it seriously. Yeah. So does that show maturity in Loki? Does that you know make him and Thor more make their team up? that's going to happen and make that more easy for them because Thor's realized, okay, Loki's maybe grown a little bit. He understands that mm-hmm. yes, he's not the rightful King and that he will, that Thor will probably take over that crown by the end of this adventure. But he understands that the galaxy's in peril and Loki doesn't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to do what's best for the entire galaxy, right. not just himself. And I think that that's a great way for Loki's arc to go after, you know, you see him in the first Thor and he's just vengeful and he just, he's very selfish. He wants the crown for himself. He wants to get rid of Thor, whatever the cost may be. And, you know, he's the same way in Avengers. He just wants the power. He wants the recognition. And in Thor two, he's locked up and he's just on a revenge mission to 
mm-hmm. get revenge for his mom's death. Right. Like to see him go from that to being maybe even a respected fighter and have some morality to him. Uh, I think that's a great way for this character to go, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and like you know, like kind of like it's like Loki has always come across like a well-intentioned kid mm-hmm. in these movies, and that's something that maybe the re- the most redeemable quality of the original Thor and Avengers not not that Avengers needs a redeemable quality, but like in his character, yeah. Um, the best the best part about him mm-hmm. throughout his arc is that. His intentions are always clear, and they always go sideways, but you can always kind of tell where they're coming from. Yeah. The first film, he's a chip on his shoulder, wants to prove something, and jealousy for mm-hmm. being the adopted, you know, redheaded stepchild, yeah. or the black sheep of the family. So, at the end of Thor 2, like you said, you know, like, he wanted to, to be ruler, and so he just deposited, he didn't take out Odin, it seems like no. he banished him did something yeah deposited deposited him in some kind of realm somewhere wherever that may be and is playing king (laughs) like you know just and yeah so whatever whether he calls up hella or hella just like all right it's my time to shine or you know the 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 clock is ragnarok Ragnarok (laughs) o'clock and it's time for hella to show up with suitor and loki just has no idea how to deal with that Mm -hmm. In the fallout from there, because um, that seems like the way it would go. Because Loki is always a sympathetic character, and I don't, I can't see them doing something with him that would turn us completely against him. Even right. though he did try to commit genocide in the first film, yeah, so, we, yeah, we'll see. Because I mean, if he is around, since he is around next film. You don't want us to hate him too much, right? And Tom Hiddleston is—I mean, Tom like Tom Hiddleston. Like, I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift's gorgeous song is about this dude. Okay, <laughs> that's a theory. But like, you, you, the likability is so there that, um, and the guy is such a talented actor that I feel like Taika and Marvel are setting us up to just be able to finally be like, all right, we can like this guy, no reservations. Yeah. He did something good for once. Hopefully. So the other you know, kind of main new addition to this movie is Valkyrie, played by Tessa Thompson. She has been described as like the special ops leader to of, of Odin's Valkyrie services, uh, which is a great <laughs> description, I think. Yeah. Kind of set up how awesome he's, she's going to be. I mean, a lot of people have pegged her as the standout of the movie, uh, those who have seen it already. And I think that that is absolutely the way it's going to go. I think she's going to, we're going to meet her in a, where she's in a very, I don't want to say dark place, but she's in a very um, depressed state almost where she doesn't know where she fits in. Maybe she's been banished from the Odin force or whatever their, their group is called because, you know, maybe they lost to Hela years ago or she failed to, you know, save Odin originally or whatever the case may be. And now to see her, she's working for the Grandmaster. Um, doesn't appear to be terribly happy. She's just like scavenging up and mm-hmm. rounding up like people who could fight for him. Like right. I, I, I'm interested to see her arc go from that to meeting Thor, being like, "Okay, you are you are the Thor. We're gonna team up and try to save the galaxy." And I'm interested to see where this leads to because I am uh, a very big believer that she's going to take over the uh, Thor. Uh, name at 
some point in phase four. And you think that's like the Lady Thor yeah. speculation that's been going around? I oh, think yeah. I think I, I think I think Tessa Thompson, why else would you get her? I would not be surprised if they make a Thor four with Hemsworth because anything else he's really done outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe hasn't been a big hit for him. Right. Black Cat was terrible. Um in the Heart of the Sea wasn't received very well. Um box office wise it had decent reviews, but yeah. he has yet to find his his niche outside of the MCU. I mean, maybe he would do the mm-hmm. <laughs> escape from New York thing we pitched earlier. I think that would be a good fit for him. But I, I think that th- if anybody's going to stick around with the original Avengers, as we move forward, this is totally not related to Thor Ragnarok. It's going to be Chris Hemsworth, in my opinion. But if they do move into more female led characters or even having the idea that maybe Thor's not worthy to hold Mjolnir anymore, but he can still control the power of lightning because he's still the god of thunder yeah then tessa thompson be like oh well i'm worthy mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the new thor waving around me here and uh, i think that'd be a great character arc for her and i'm interested to see if we can get to that point by the end of this movie yeah like i don't know too much about valkyrie as a character from the marvel comics but it seemed like the like the or like my wikipedia skim was like she was like a sidekick to thor mm-hmm. or, or just like you know an extra a character that shows up in his comics yep. Um, so it's kind of thrown that she was right hand to the grandmaster mm-hmm. or like top mercenary, the one dragging Thor before him and being like, <laughs> good luck, man, right. you know, in the games. So how this all shakes out, I'm super interested in. Like, is there a time gap between Asgard just being wiped off the planet and then Thor finally getting picked up by uh, the grandmaster's mercenaries and on Scourge, Skakar, uh, Skakar, yeah. So maybe there's like maybe there's like a Dark Ages period that, or something like maybe. that in this other realm where time moves faster, or <laughs> like you know, well, however this Marvel timeline shakes out is yeah. is this film happening right after Avengers two? I think it takes place a couple years after. Okay, yeah. All right, great. So however it all works out, that's what I'm super interested in seeing. Uh, but yeah, Tess, I mean, Tessa Thompson, uh, like you probably should just start referring to her as future Academy Award winner, <laughs> Tessa Thompson. It's, it's got to happen. I, I, it, like, listen, the fact that they were able to scoop her up for this, I mean, before she signed on to countless other projects right. was fantastic and phenomenal and will probably only increase uh, notoriety mm-hmm. um, for anyone who didn't see Creed or Selma or... Yeah. Uh, I think Dear White People 2 was the other mm-hmm, one that yep. she was in that was, yeah, fantastic. So, yeah. And then all the footage we've seen of Valkyrie just laying waste <laughs> to um, anyone before. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. But the what, arguably the biggest addition to this film is Kate Blanchett. She is going to be Marvel's first female villain, full villain. I mean, we had Elizabeth Debicki as Aisha in Guardians 2, but she was like, villain for half the movie really third um, fourth fifth for yeah. spoiler alert for guardians 2 i don't want to i mean if you're listening to a thor preview i'm guessing you've seen guardians 2 but if you mm-hmm. haven't spoiler that ego is really like the villain of the movie yeah. um so until that point elizabeth debicki's aisha is the villain but this time it seems like it's 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 kate blanchett and there's no like twists coming yeah. like it this is her movie she looks great in the role it looks like she's playing up the kind of like the over the top nature that I was talking mm-hmm. about just being like, she's just fully embracing it and being a little sinister and, you know, kind of just being like, 
I don't care about you as guardians. Like I'm hella yeah. like, screw you guys. I'm taking over. Yeah. <laughs> and it's absolutely. like, I want to, I want to see that. And yeah. Kate Blanchett's great. So I want to see her go full villain and really kind of almost Michael Keaton vulture it where she just like yes. gets a little crazy yeah. and embraces it completely. And that very thing is when she's saying I'm hella the goddess of death, mm-hmm. there is, there's, there's no hint of irony in it. And it's completely over the top type of a phrase right. that you would be like, oh, Marvel movies don't kind of do that. Mm-hmm. But it, but this one. It works. Deliver, I mean, it's Kate Blanchett delivering the line. So there's no way, even if it didn't work for this style of film, you you, you couldn't question it. Because right. it's Kate Blanchett. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, they... They didn't ground her character at all in any way. That over-the-top headdress, um, her outfit, zany, com- I mean, but also fits with the world. And, yeah, uh, what she can do. I mean, she shatters the hammer, so she's yeah. totally B.A., and I cannot wait to see that play out. Yep. We also have, as you mentioned at the top of the podcast, Jeff Goldblum as the yes. Grandmaster. Uh, I don't anticipate him to have much of a role, especially because he's really only going to be in a factor, I would assume, uh, when they're on Sakaar. I mean, mm-hmm. he is in... Um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Not an eternal. Um, he's he's like Ego's brother or a cousin or something. So they're oh, like... Oh, wow. He's like a very, very powerful being. I'll look okay. up the term after I pass it to you, but I don't t- anticipate him being a huge part of the movie, but I think Jeff Goldblum's going to eat up all the scenery every time he's in it. Yeah, the dude, the man is living jazz, okay? So anytime he pops up on the screen, you just kind of like, where's he going to go? What's he going to do? Like, he, he just... Je- There's a reason Jeff Goldblum is in Wes Anderson films mm-hmm. is because he knows how to hit the notes of every film that he's in. Yeah. Whether it's Jurassic Park, The Lost World of Jurassic Park, uh, the future Jurassic World movie that he's going to be in, or... Uh, what's the I'm thinking of the Grand Budapest Hotel mm-hmm. you know he just he gets it every time and this movie looks like he's getting to be him kind of himself um, just out there and lighthearted. and I don't know what the Grandmaster's kind of deal is other mm-hmm. than he kind of likes to mess with people maybe he's a celestial that was the term I was looking oh, there for we go. not okay. eternal awesome yeah I mean so he's he lives forever so he's got to entertain himself and instead of trying to control the world he's doing what most of us would do going to like you know concocting entertainment for himself right. with anything that he comes across so uh yeah what a great character played by a great actor yeah uh, a couple of the smaller ones um we all we have carl urban coming in as scourge mm-hmm. don't anticipate him to have a very large role but depending on uh, I mean, there's been shots in the trailer that hint to a key moment from the uh, comics for Scourge, a very iconic moment for him. I won't get into that now for spoilers potentially, but uh, if they go that route, it'll give him a bigger role than I'm anticipating. But I think he's I mean, hes really just going to be the right-hand guy to Hela being like, well, it's either team up with Hela or die, so... Yeah, <laughs> like I'll work with you because I don't want to die. Um, and seeing how that plays out, I think will be fun. And I mean, it's Carl Urban; he's mm-hmm. got a shaved head, a huge axe, I believe, and some machine guns. Looks like so. It looks like he's gonna have some fun. Yeah, uh, the dude just—he's. I think of him as like a big bully type of a deal. Like he just shows up and 
gets the job done. Like Bruce Willis, but he's never got to own star in his own movie. Yeah, except for Dread. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, he was like a robot in yeah. that, so that really bit. So, uh, yeah, hopefully he, Scourge has got, can get some lines in and uh, kick some butt. Absolutely. Uh, we also have Idris Elba returning as Heimdall. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's off on a solo adventure almost. Don't know where uh, or what he's doing necessarily. There's people who are... There's many theories out there about what his role could be in this movie. Uh, again, won't get into those for spoilery reasons, but uh, I mean, it's always great to have Vidris Elba. It looks like he is, if he's off on his own, that lends me to believe that we're going to be cutting back to him and his adventure, which means he has something of importance to the story, Yeah, which is the most I can say about Heimdall so far. He's had a very minor role in the MCU, and the fact that it's Elba and they're giving him his super long hair with dreads and a huge sword to play around with and he's walking yeah. around the wild, then it looks like he could have finally have some meat to his story. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's just kind of been, he's literally been the gatekeeper. Yeah. says, hi, hello, and he gives you some kindly sage advice a few times mm-hmm. and then that's it. So, uh, yeah, I'm so glad that he's not gone forever. Yeah. Because he didn't, doesn't he like get blown away in Thor 2 or something like that? Mm. Oh, okay. No, he's still around. I'm remembering that movie wrong then. <laughs> oh, no. It seems like he's going to die in Thor 1. Yeah, he's like frozen in ice. and Right. But then he breaks out because he's, you know, Heimdall. He's, he's Heimdall. Yes. But, but yeah, Idris Elba's back. I mean, A plus, A list actor. Please throw him in. Goodness sakes, there's so many good people here. Yeah. And uh, second to last, we're going to mention the characters. Anthony Hopkins, your boy, return as Odin. Again, one of those roles that we're not really sure how big of a factor he's going to be. If he really wants to be almost, like he could be a huge factor, potentially on how they play the story out, or mm-hmm. he could be a minor one. We don't really know. All we know is it seems like he's banished to Earth, and that's where Thor and Loki go to find him. That's probably where yeah. the character we'll talk about next um, comes into the, uh, the picture. But I'm interested to see... We, we we saw zany, crazy Anthony Hopkins in Transformers yeah. 5 this summer. I'm hoping we get a similar type of Anthony Hopkins, but a better executed version of that. Absolutely. And Odin has been the most, the other most static character in these movies. Mm-hmm. Has nothing really to say other than no or yes or give yeah. you a monologue. Right, about the olden times. Right. Like, let's... Let's see him do some parenting. Let's. Oh, I mean, we see him do some parenting, his version of it, and obviously it hasn't worked <laughs> out great for him. So yeah. what has Odin learned? And, you know, um, perhaps wherever he's got, that gives him a chance to reflect and just be, you know, what Odin was like in the heyday during the early battles with the Frost Giants, etc., 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 blah, 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 origins of the world. Yeah, so the only other character we got uh, is Benedict Cumberbatch turning as Doctor Strange again. Some of you don't think will be a huge part, but he is a future Avenger, uh, we would assume. So he's, he's worthy of a mention. Uh, we've seen bits and pieces of his stuff in the trailers so far, and we've seen the conversation that he has with Thor at the end uh, the, in the post-credit scene for Doctor Strange, or I guess it was the mid-credit scene for Doctor Strange. Yes. But um, we know he's in here. He's going to help Thor out to get Loki off-world because he, he's not a fan of Loki. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I like, I love that, and hopefully, I don't know if we're going to get to see some mysticism from him. Uh, I would, I'd hope so. That'd be fun to see. Maybe what you know, Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, Doctor Strange has learned mm-hmm. in the time that has passed since his his solo movie. But 
I mean, this is, uh, I think this is a small role, but one that could potentially maybe set up stuff for the future. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of Sherlock Holmes right now because that's been in a comeback to his other project. Yeah. And he's goofy in that. And I wonder if Taika has ever has gotten to add some character to Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange um, in the time that he's been listening. So I'm kind of excited to see if he's he has any notes to play yeah. in this other than just being like, hey, I think your dad's over there. <laughs> and then, you know, saying but goodbye and giving him a beer. Yeah. So, but yeah, I you know, I am definitely uber excited to know what the dude has been up to, if mm-hmm. anything, or if the, his movie just ends that right. moment is right when thor shows up yeah because we have no idea but i yeah i absolutely like the idea he's like how do i put this delicately your brother is he's terrible and he shouldn't be here last <laughs> yeah, time make he, him leave <laughs> yeah last time he was here he tried to you know enslave the human race so maybe he should go but yeah <laughs> he's just putting it so delicately yeah, in that like, conversation so i will help you if it means your brother leaves so yes i i'm in i will yeah. help you find your father <laughs> um so yeah those are all the, those are the main characters in the movie i mean there's others the warriors three may be in here yep. there's others as well but uh, those are the main ones we wanted to talk about but uh the marvel staple that they've really instituted in all their movies are post-credit scenes hmm. you usually get one mid one post sometimes we only get one and then there's times like guardians of the galaxy 2 where we get five uh, I, I believe it's been confirmed. There's only two. Yeah. I don't know what they are, but I would anticipate one is comedy. One is story. That's Marvel's typical mm-hmm. thing. Do you have any guesses on what those could contain? I have none. Okay. But I imagine it'll be, a, it'll be the completion of a joke that Tyke was set up through the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much film that this, they've shot for this, but I, I got the dude should put 125 hours down on what we do in the shadows. So I, I would bet that there's a lot in there that he could have built up yeah. for like a good joke line, but I'm sure that's what that'll be. As for post credit, the, the serious one, the one where it kind of like points us towards the way, I feel like it's what's next is infinity war, right? Yep. No black Panther, then infinity. Yeah, war. Yeah. It's black Panther, but, but black Panther is kind of going to be its own thing. Yeah. It doesn't, it would be weird if Thor was somehow connected to Black Panther. Exactly. So I feel like there's a – if we see an Infinity Stone, maybe there's a cleanup of the Infinity Stone. Maybe. I, I, Jeff Goldblum has a lot of things on his planet, so maybe one of them is the Infinity Stone. And maybe. Or maybe Jeff Goldblum's like, hey, Thanos, I'm bored. Let's <laughs> see the ultimate fight. Right. And maybe the Grandmaster – pull strings and that's kind of what finally brings Thanos into line with the Avengers. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think, I mean, yeah, it's one serious, one comedy. I think the serious one would, in my ideal world, it would be the beginning of the Infinity War teaser that's been described since Ju- July mm-hmm. of Thor floating in space, the Guardian ship hitting them, and we see the first interaction between Thor and the Guardians. I think that'd be cool um, because it sets up Infinity War, huge, and you, yeah. then you can end it with the tease of Thor and Hulk and Valkyrie and Loki and whoever else return in Infinity War. And oh, you're yeah. like, whoa, like, I'm so hyped because they just met the Guardians or something. And uh, that'd be a great way to do it. And then you can release the Infinity War trailer two weeks later, and everybody who's seen Thor is like, oh, I saw that in the theater. This is great. Um, I don't think that's actually what's going to happen. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the end scene's going to be, but or the, the mid credit scene. I think the joke... Uh, ideally, in my ideal world, I would love to have something 
with Daryl, the roommate, oh, <laughs> from those okay. teams, from those Team Thor shorts, because those were hilarious, and I would love to see something of like him, just like you know, sitting at home on Earth, bored. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I would make the Team Thor stuff canon. Yes, which it would. I, I don't know <laughs> if that works necessarily, because uh, that means Thor's just like on Earth chilling during Civil War, which doesn't make any sense. But uh, I think there has to be some sort of reason that they did those Team Thor shorts outside of just for the fun of it i think Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be a surprise if they just did some like throwaway gag like you know the end credit scene on thor 2 was like giant monster running around london that's never been answered they could do something similar like oh daryl's got mjolnir or something he's just like babysitting (laughs) for the weekend or whatever like you could do something goofy like that and for sure get a laugh out of people um but the other main thing about this movie is like we just mentioned it plays into infinity war it's really going to be the movie that leads into it even though black panther is the last movie we're going to see before infinity war this is the movie by all indications that goes and kind of sets the stage so we mentioned there's there's one infinity stone we don't know about it's the soul the soul stone um i truly believe we're going to find that stone in this movie in some capacity whether it's the old theory that heimdall is actually the, the person that houses the infinity stone and that's why his eyes are orange or there's people who think that maybe Odin has it and it's behind his eye patch or whatever. Ooh. Like, um, and that's what makes him, that's what makes the Odin um, uh, force so powerful is because it's the soul stone. Some people think Hela has it, which is why she can like raise the dead and control oh. souls. So I think one of those is going to happen. I don't know yeah. which one, but um, maybe it's the serious one is we find, you know, the, we find the uh, soul stone in this movie and then we see Hela delivering it to Thanos or something. That's, right. that's the mid credit scene. Yeah. But do you think there's any other MCU connections outside of infinity stones or in Dr. Strange's brief appearance? No, I think, I think I really, that's about it because black Panther is going to be its own thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to, you know, introduce us to Wakanda and Wakanda. Sorry. Yes. And let, let that be the, the, um, the context for T'Challa. Mm-hmm. So like you said, this is a big deal. It's the end of the world or something. Um, yeah. So whatever goes down has got to, you know, it's our final chance to give leeway to whatever the Russos are cooking up mm-hmm. or have cooked up by now. So yeah, the gems, the affinity stones or just, you know, you know, Letting putting Thor on sabbatical to that described scene with uh, the Guardians. Yeah. So uh, that's really all the speculation we have. Do you have any box office predictions opening weekend? Oh gosh. I am thinking one fifteen or just a little over. Maybe go up to one seventeen or something. The tracking currently is, um, I think it's I think it's one hundred. Hmm. Um, I've seen I've seen some estimates are like oh it could go up to 125, but that, it's it's a very broad range. So I'm going to go right yeah. in the middle, go one. I'll go 117 as my prediction for opening weekend. It's getting phenomenal word of mouth. Yeah, I'm going to do 130. Oh okay. I, I think this is their biggest hit since that would be just yeah. under what Guardians two open to. Beat Spider-Man: Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely be the biggest opening in the franchise because the current up 
Press is Thor 2's $85 million. So yeah. it's definitely going to get the best in franchise history. It's just going to be a matter of seeing how high up it climbs the MCU ranks. But, uh, I mean, I'd be thrilled if it goes 130 because that sure. means people are running out to see it and it's a great movie. Uh, and, I mean, I'll probably see it multiple times opening weekend as well. So uh, that that's very possible. Do you have a anticipated rating in terms of just kind of if you were to combine all of your expectations into a simplified number yeah. out of five ticket stubs, what are you kind of expecting? Oh, I think it's going to be five. I okay. mean, be, I know I've been ragging on Thor, but this is a great director. This is – it looks like these – Cast members are playing to their strengths, and I, I'm ready to laugh. It's been a while, yeah. so let's, yeah, five out of five. I'm hoping for it. I mean, my, my hope is a five for sure. Yeah, uh, if I have to be like, just be like, okay, where's where do I think I'll go? I think it'll be a four and a half because there's, I feel like there's got there's gonna be something that's like ah, they could have done that, could have done that better, or they should have used this character more. There's just going to be something that I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, mm-hmm. maybe it'll be too jokey. That was kind of a problem I had with guardians too. And yeah. if Tycho's added a ton of, of extra jokes in just to not just to boost up runtime, but because he could, uh, I mean, that could potentially hamper it a little bit. If it's just, if it's so jokey that the very real stakes of yeah, Asgard you. and all that stuff could be sure. bogged down. But um, I think it's, I think, Four and a half is very solid, but I think it, it'll definitely be a contender for best superhero movie of the year. And um, even though if I if I gave it a four and a half, it'd be the same rating I gave Wonder Woman and Logan. Mm-hmm. I antis- I imagine both those are technically better films. Yeah, but I think this will be the most enjoyable superhero movie of the year for sure. So uh, we are clearly very excited for Thor Ragnarok. It's coming out in a couple of days. When you guys are going to hear this. So uh, make sure you go check it out. Go see it. And that way you guys can come back uh, in a couple of days for a review of the film. You can follow me personally on Twitter at MovieCooper and Coops underscore Hoops. And you can get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan. Thanks again for tuning in to your friends from podcast. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to return next week for our review of Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok.